Now, you're very welcome back to the Clare Football Show here on Scarf Bay Radio. I am delighted to be joined today by uh, two students and players and also the coach and mentor of um, Scarf Community College under 15 girls soccer team. You're very, very welcome to the studio. How are you all doing today? Doing good. Thanks for inviting us in. You're very welcome. You have got a major semi-final coming up in a few weeks' time against Middleton Comprehensive. I want to go right back to where it all started from a point of view of your love of soccer. And I'm turning to our two ladies today in the studio. We have Roisin and we have Emer, both two midfielders, I believe. One a defensive midfielder and one just your bog standard midfielder. There's no such thing anymore, Connor, as bog standard midfielders. A bit like centre halves. And with a name like Connor Breen, can I ask the obvious question? Any relation to Gary Breen? Yeah, there is. There's a there's a there's a link there, all right, I suppose, um, between myself and through my father. And might be second cousin, so yeah. I didn't inherit his heights now, but yeah, I am related to Gary, all right, yeah. Well some of the best central midfielders are only whatever, five eight, five seven, you know, and the str- they're they're as I said, I wouldn't put height against it at all from a point of I view I actually didn't inherit anything from him really to be honest <laughs> his ability either so uh, well listen the, the, the modesty now where, so Gary Breen is coming from let's say your father's side is it? he is yeah my father's side so his granny would be from back in Kilkee oh he, his own father then would be from Kerry oh okay so yeah so there's the link so there's a there's a, there's a, there's a real Irish connection there there's no because the thing is I always felt that when Gary Breen came into the Irish setup the accent always threw you off because as I said he has a uh, I'm not too sure where in the UK but there's a there's a strong accent with Gary yeah he's, he's I think he's raised in London so alright okay yeah, yeah so. but he's, he's he's become a very very good pundit since his playing days, I mean, it's often that you'd you'd have him on the BBC or you might have him on um, what's called News Talk, you know. And as Connolly as well as another one that would have been playing around David Connolly at the yeah. same time, both have become very good ones. So this may be your next kind of phase. You never know, teacher, mentor, coach. You never know, soccer you pundit. You just never know. Now you just never know. You just never know. You just never know. No. So I'm going to turn to Roisin. All right. Now, Roisin, I believe, is... Uh, we won't say you're the shy one. Definitely not in midfield for, for what you call it, for Scarif. Tell me, how did your love of soccer begin? Or is it just that you were kind of thrown in at the deep end with Connor? Well, I always liked, liked watching soccer when I was younger. And then when I got the chance to play in first year, I just started up and stayed playing. So. Okay. Because sometimes... Sometimes you have a situation where, um, you know, an older sibling, right, you're going to get kicked around by them as you're growing up, right, and you're going to say, and you, you're nearly, you're putting goals and you're made have, you're nearly like target practice and you're like the younger sisters thrown into goals, standing goals, your grand, you know, and trying not to get hit. So it was never something like that. No, no, nothing like that. And tell me, have you got brothers and sisters? I do, yeah. Okay, all into football? Um, a few of them are. Okay, very good, excellent. So first year is really where it all began for you? Yeah. Okay. Emer, midfield, all right, I'd say, no nonsense, gets on with it. Tell us, where did it all begin for you? Um, I just watched it on TV. Okay. And when you watch it on TV, do are we looking at specific players? Are we looking at clubs or 
what are we looking at when just or just general was it the Irish team that you were watching or was it because I mean in fairness the ladies team hasn't really been televised let's say until I suppose getting qualification and the lead up to qualification probably the Scottish international match was the big one uh, where they qualified for the for the World Cup and then of course the World Cup any any players that stand out for you that you kind of say well you know this is this is the type of player I'd be closest to in the way I play Mm, not really, I just, whatever came on. Okay, and you started with Connor as well in first year? Uh, no, I play for a club. Oh, okay. Tell us more. Um, I play for Loch Derg. Ah, very good. We have, um, how do you say, played Loch Derg in a few friendly matches with Mount Shannon, with Mount Shannon Celtic, but we haven't played them because they would be in the Tipperary League, correct? Yeah. Yeah, but they've they've a fine they've a fine setup. So you're currently playing with Lapdark. Yeah. Okay. I didn't expect that, Connor. I expected uh, maybe Tully United or something like that, but no. broaden the horizons. Tell me, give us a kind of a little summary of your team from the coach's perspective, right? Starting off, you've got a big squad. Would you have 16, 18? I think. Um I came into Scarif four years ago and there was no girls soccer in the school at the time and I just felt like the boys were getting an opportunity and just give the girls an opportunity and very quickly it came to the fore that the girls were, 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 were quite talented and especially this batch of girls in particular I think we played a couple of games I think we played Shannon Comprehensive in a challenge and I think we were three up after 15 minutes kind of quickly became obvious that they were they had ability and I think then we played a few other games maybe in first year and I kind of said to I made a note to the vice principal and I said I think this team is is actually going to be quite good going forward and then as it developed on and the girls got stronger I suppose and the team takes a bit more shape um, you know you start to see the squad is quite you know you're not reliant on any one player it's quite it's quite balanced and yeah um, I suppose every time we go out we're quite competitive and the girls are have kind of a lot of them come from the GA background of very fit and competitive some of them don't play soccer but I certainly think that the ability within the team is quite strong. We have a big squad and they're a young squad. I think there's a good few of them underage again next year. And the, the kind of team has grown in the last, definitely in the last year or two. And yeah, it's, they're a lovely bunch to be around. Excellent. I'm just, no, just from what you're saying about their background when it comes to the GA. I mean, in East Lair, I mean, the GA would be the dominant sport. So I mean, it's it's um, there's quite a lot of commitment given to to hurling and camogie and and whether because let's say on the other side of Clare you've got football, um, hard enough to 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 give time up for something else as well. So I mean, the girls have to be commended for being able to 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 play at such a good level. Yeah, absolutely, and I think you know when I joined in and we started the team, I don't think too many of them actually play for a team. So they were coming with a lot of the main core principles of sport from the GEA, your fitness, speed, you know, your attitude towards sport and your, you know, your willingness to win. They brought all them qualities to, to what you need in a soccer field. And then you start to kind of nurture the team going forward and try to find a way of doing it that suits them. And like, I'm not going to sit down and say, as a coach here, we play like Manchester City and get it down and pass it. But we certainly play a way that allows the team to express themselves and... And um, and certainly, I think they've enjoyed it so far. Excellent. And tell me, speaking of Manchester City and Pep Guardiola, he would have 
probably started bringing the ball playing goalkeeper to the fore yeah. as, a, as, a, as an integral part to the team. So if you were, let's say, selecting your team for any given day, right? And a coach will always change sometimes depending on the opposition, depending on injuries, who's available. Who would be your starting 11? Let's say if you decided to go with a strong team today, who would be your starting 11? On the actual, on my, on the actual team we have. Yes. Well, like, Who's your goalkeeper? Very important role. It's a hard it's a hard one. We have LL Casey at the moment. Okay. LL Casey's the goalkeeper. Um she's a third year. She's doing exams at the moment. We've we've three third years on the team and they're doing exams, so it's quite hard for them to, to juggle obviously training and everything. They've got the priorities, which is their education. And then um we have I'm looking across the girls. We have the last day we've Zara McDermott, we've Caitlin Curtin, and we have Ruby Wiley. Um Three of them are probably all wanting in common. They're all very quick. Very, very quick and very, very aggressive. And then we have Roisin here who stands in front of them and she's kind of patrolling the middle. So you're playing three at the back? Always three at the back, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we have in midfield with her then is going to be Sophie O'Brien from Whitegate. There's a strong Whitegate element in the team, to be honest. Um, Sophie plays for Tulla? She does. Okay. Yeah, Sophie is, is in midfield. And she's with Emer in midfield. Emer's probably the one that's getting through a savage amount of work in the middle and probably attacking. And then we have Laura Danaher is a wing back on one side. And she's very quick. Mm-hmm. She's quite strong. She's a turger. And then Mia Considine was at the other side. Again, Whitegate. Again, um, very competitive. And then up front we have Saif Whelan, who was, I think, played for Tulla as well. I think, and then we have Clara Clara Gibbons, who's okay. a, a, like it. Yeah, I'm not Yeah, mm. so that's kind of the starting team. Obviously, um, yeah, they're very balanced. I think that's their greatest, uh, the greatest good thing about them. They're quite balanced. Yeah, we're going going three five three five two. You'd you'd ha- you'd be able to uh, say juggle is if you're in, let's say if you're in a game, they're very very strong. You can sit your 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 wing backs. Let's say further defensively as well. Tell me your your path to the semi final. Where did it start? If you can, give us kind of a background to where it all began this season to get to the semi final stage. Probably, it actually started at the end of last year when we won a lot of games and then we got to play Ballincollig in Cork, and that was a game that we played and they were real soccer school and I felt like. We played them and it was a very competitive game. And I felt coming into this year, then we had a strong team. Then we started out. I think we looked at the results today, girls, didn't we? We played against Thurdus Kloshed in the first game. I think that game was blown up early. Um, I think we were leading quite com- comprehensively. Right. And then... Can happen. Yeah. And then I think we played against Newport College. And I think we did okay there. And then we played against... I'm trying to think who else we played against. And then obviously we, we got to Nagel College then from Cork. And that was on in Lee's Road, I think, three weeks ago. And um, yeah, I, we were we were we were quite good in the day, and they maybe were maybe short a few players. I'm not sure, but yeah, it was comprehensive. I think it was five one. So, but I think there's going to be a huge step up now. I think Middleton have obviously got to the final last year, and they're a soccer school, so it's going to be a huge test for us. Yeah. You know, I mean, Cork traditionally, uh, you know, have got such a huge soccer base, not just with Cork City, but you've got Cove Ramblers. 
you've got Rockmount as a Roy Keane's ex-club. It was for Mount Shannon Celtic, the local team. It was probably their biggest historic win was beating Rockmount here in Scariff many, many years ago. But again, when you've got pedigree coming to your door, as I said, there is there is a difference in, in standard, you know. And tell me, what are your hopes for our players now from a point of view of, is there a couple of players in the team that Connor can't leave out? You're not going to upset anyone now, right? This is from the player's perspective, right? Is there a couple of players... On the team that 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 you would say if you were manager, which is an, as I say, it's it's very difficult sometimes being a manager, kind of selecting and selecting one person over another. Is there any? If there was a couple, if there's say if there's three, and this is a question we've asked all the managers that we've had on the show, um, from let's say around Clare, if there was three players, standout players that you would have on your team sheet week in week out, who would they be? And you're not going to offend anyone because the thing about it is, it's just, as I said, everyone has their own opinion. That's the great thing about football. In the pub, afterwards, on a Saturday night, people are all about opinions. And it's like, oh, such and such and VAR got it wrong. So it's a part of the game. So who would you say now, if there was three players that you needed, that you needed in your team, and you can consult, this 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 could be like a game show. You can consult between each other for a second now and see. We can't have dead air now on radio, but you can consult. Go on, give me one name. Give me one name. Probably Ella. Ella. The goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. And tell me, as a goalkeeper, especially when you're playing at your age group, you're playing with full-size goals, how tall is Ella? Oh, I don't know. Is she six foot? No. She's not six foot. All right. So what are her characteristics? What what makes her a goalkeeper? Does she come for an awful lot of ball? Yeah. Does she use her box? Or is it her her shot stopping that's such a good part? She's good at saving them. She's good at saving them, yeah. so it's a good shot stopper. Yeah. Okay. Ball goes over the top, all right? Three centre backs, all caught out of position. Does she come for a ball or does she stay in her line? Probably go for it. Very good. Very good. Because at that at that level you're you're looking for someone that can command and collect around around their box area. Okay. Goalkeeper, give me somebody else. Um, I'd say Ruby Wiley Murphy. Ruby? Ruby Wiley Murphy. Ruby Wiley Murphy. With Mur- she could she could be from Cork with the Murphy name. She could, yeah, yeah. Ruby Wiley this could be this could I will not you see that you, you wouldn't understand this because Barry Murphy is a very famous uh, Cork name that's both been in gas circles. And I think he the son is coaching at Man City, I think, possibly, for their elite uh, under-21s. Anyway, that's Jimmy Barry Murphy's son, I think it is. Now, we've see, this is a tangent. We've gone off on a tangent. So, tell me a little bit about her, and what position does she play? Um, she plays in the back line, so she'd normally be number two. Okay. And she's very strong and quick, and she's very, like, she wants to get it done. She wants to win. She's competitive. Okay. Very, very good, very, very good attributes. Yeah. Did you mention her coach in your in your starting three? Did you mention her as one of your backline? I can't remember. I did, yeah. You did? I did. All right, I well, I missed, I missed that. So. I did, yeah. Okay, so third, give me a third one now. So we've gone from our goalkeeper, centre-backs, midfield, striker, or a sub. No, you could have a, the thing is you could disagree with your manager here. You're, you, that's completely allowed. 
And you could say, you know what, there's someone that says a sub that really, how do you say, that comes on and makes it. And we may, we may actually look for a sub as well. Third one. Um, Sive, probably. Sive Uh Very strong player. Physically strong. Very good in the ball. Yeah. No, I've, I would have had Sive a couple of years back with the under 11s at the time. No, under 12s at the time. So I know Sive. Very, very strong. Very competitive. Um, any other attributes um, from Sive? Is she a talker? Is she a leader? She's fast. She's fast. Okay. <laughs> All right. She's fast. Okay. Give me a, give me a substitute now. Someone that if there was twelve, if there was twelve a slide, sorry, if there was twelve aside, they definitely get a game. You keep looking at Connor all the time as if he's ever. <laughs> um. Go on. Mention a na- another name to me. Keelan probably. Keelan. Yeah, Keelan Gibbons. Keelan Gibbons. Is that Clara Gibbons? Older Sis- sister. Yeah. Older sister. Okay, I didn't know she had an older sister. Clara plays with, with Mount Shannon, and she's she's also, she was selected last summer for the ETP as well, which is the Emerging Talent Program. So a very, very good player. Yeah, she's been on that a couple of, a couple of seasons. Um, okay, what we're going <laughs> to do now is uh, we are going to just see... How much time we got? Oh, yeah, we've got loads of time. We're fine. Um, we're speaking about your, let's say, the beginning of soccer in Scarif. Where would you like to see it go in the years ahead? From Have you have you your own kind of target set that, you, that you'd say to yourself, well, you know what, we have an under-15 team. We could have a couple of other sides as well. Where do you reckon it's, it's going as such? I think generally Scarif Community College in sport is kind of growing all the time. Um, not deflected from soccer but like when we see what the hurling is doing in the camogie um i think it's 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 so positive i just think that you know the, the camogie team are very very competitive the senior team had a good year this year um i was talking to a teacher today that says the basketball is on next they're doing a competition in basketball and i think from my point of view with the soccer i suppose you know i think that the, the girls seem to enjoy it it always helps when they're good at it um like the first year team this year looked like they're a promising bunch of girls. And then as we move along, you know, there seems to be a, a kind of a conveyor belt to talents as regards soccer. And it's just about trying to keep improving and trying to keep training as much as we can. And then obviously when days like they happen on the 27th, then we look forward to them and we enjoy them. And once the preparation is done, on the day we see how the game goes. But my aim probably in the short term is just to keep... I think I got a good a good saying was said to me recently, you know, if you get the short term right, the long term seems to fall into place and just keep training, try to keep improving and see where, where that takes us. Very good. And of course, Scarif Community College are investing in new outdoor sports facilities as well. So when that comes, uh, how do you say in line, that'll be a massive plus for all sports. Let's say when it comes to the pitch, isn't it going to be a pitch and a running track and all the bits? Yeah, I think it's it's absolutely vital. I think there's been an enormous amount of work gone into through our committee and our school principal. Um, I think it's it's absolutely necessity. Like after training, they have to walk to Scarif, GA in the rain up that hill. It's not easy, and hopefully in the next maybe eighteen months, um, that project can kind of come to conclusion because it'll be really exciting time if we can try to get it over the line, which I know we will. But obviously, a bit of work has to go into getting us there. Very good. 
Turning back to the girls one last time, um, the Irish team, they've got a new manager, Eileen Gleeson. Uh, do you watch the girls at all, by any chance? Um, sometimes. Okay. I went up lately to the Zambia match up in Tala. It's a fantastic experience going to see the girls, and most of their home games are in, will be in Tala as such. But uh, they've, the atmosphere is fantastic. And, uh, I mean, Vera Pau got into a certain stage. I know Eileen Gleeson and they, you know, they, they have a really talented bunch that are both playing in the Premier League in England and also, um, how do you say, in the Irish leagues as well. So it's both. We were trying to get an interview with Heather from Roscommon there recently, but we're, we're still trying. And she's playing for, I think, Everton okay. across the way. So it's all, it's, all, it's all good. It's all positive. So we've got the final coming up on February the 27th against Middleton Conference. Semi-final, yeah. The, oh, sorry, so the semi-final. See, I'm already jumping the gun. Yeah. Um, the semi-final against Middleton Comprehensive. Venue yet to be confirmed. Yeah, it's, it's looking like Lee's Road at the moment. I, I would ideally like to have it more local if I could, like, but at the moment we're not sure. Okay. We're not sure. And tell me, do, let's say, parents travel, let's say, to support the, their, how do you say, their daughters, so how do you say, from, think, from a point of view of, of, of kind of, is it, a, is it something that it can be done, that parents can go, or let's say if there's, you know, if there's fans of, of the girls that they can go to see a semi-final like that, more support from the line? Yeah, um, most of the games are on kind of midday, so obviously working for parents is probably, but yeah, we've had parents that are obviously off that they'd love to see, you know, their own family members playing in the game um, as regards to 27th. I'm I'm not sure how many from the school are going to the game yet. It's obviously, but um, yeah, we've a good bit of work to do between now and then ourselves, and hopefully, you know, I know that Miss McNamara will probably have all that organised for us. Who will go and who not? But yeah, it's always nice to have support. I think you know it is always nice to have support. So hopefully, yeah, on the day if there was people there to support the girls, it'd be brilliant, yeah. And when you speak about Lee's Road, they have an astro facility and they also have a grass facility. Would your games predominantly be on grass? We actually had this conversation today and... Yeah, I think the reason why Lee's Road became a factor was we don't actually have a pitch. So what we done was Lee's Road allowed us to use their AstroTurf and it meant that our games wouldn't be called off. So especially in a school situation where there's a backlog of games not being played, it can be... It can cause absolute anarchy in, in the school when students are out continuously quickly together. So Lee's Road allowed us to play the games when we needed to play them on Astroff. So we've played every game on Astroff so far this year. So I think it was, Emer was saying today that she'd actually like to keep the game on Astroff, even though I would like to go on grass. But Yeah, I heard you say a mutual um, colleague of ours, Dennis Hines, who's yeah. over at Clare Soccer. Um, he often says when you, when you go on to Astro you really see the skills of the individual players because there's no room for it there's no room for errors you know on a pitch a mucky pitch oh, you know it's, it's kind of the ball came away but on Astro you got to be good yeah it's quicker I much think, quicker you know it's a quicker game um, I think Emer was saying today she, it suits it suits Emer she likes to play it on, on Astro quick but I just I, I think real soccer is on grass I suppose it's probably you know, the old style but yeah I can see Dennis completely it's a different game altogether same in Hurling when you, they play Nastroff it's a completely different game completely different game yeah totally totally agree well listen we've uh, I suppose it's time to, to just wish you the very very best in your upcoming semi-final against Middleton Comprehensive uh, a big thank you to Roisin 
and Emer, the very best to look in midfield. And uh, I don't think you've let anyone down today, your squad members or whatever. You've you've kept it you've kept it uh, very much in house in relation to who the stars are. Is there any player looking to the future that you, if you were to close your eyes and you said, yeah, she's going to make it at the very top level, whether it's through commitment or you just see the talent now. If there's one player in your squad that you said she could actually go all the way, anyone? Or are you just gonna are you just gonna say? Are you just going to play the politician on it now and say, oh, they're all very good? <laughs> Is there any exceptional player in your side that you would say she has the makings to go all the way? And I'm you're going to probably say, not going to give you the answer you want as regards a name, but I, I definitely think the girls that are in the squad themselves, if they kept playing soccer, I think a name would pop up from the group as regards... What I'm trying to say to you right now is there's no one I would like to say right now, but as they keep playing, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a name came to the fore. Like, they're only, that squad are only 14 years of age, so I probably think in the next couple of years, some are going to get stronger, some are going to get tough. Like, I think there will be a player in the group that will, you will say, that will be saying back, yeah, she started with us in Scarif and she's doing great things, and there's a, I hope a lot of them are going to be like that. They're, as I said before, they're a very good bunch to work with. They're a talented bunch. Um, and yeah I think there will be but I suppose I, I wouldn't name it right now when they're so young I'd like to think you know they'll improve at different rates and you know hurling and boys and everything will be they take their attention at some stage and that'll that might distract them a bit from the soccer but we'll see Can I just say girls I think you're very very lucky to have someone like Connor at the helm because he just shows the enthusiasm that not everyone else has out there a lot of people would just go through a kind of a role of just going about doing stuff. I can see Connor not just from his family connection, but he has a real passion for the game. And it's uh, it's great to see. It's great to see. And also, um, what was I going to say? You know, it's fantastic having you playing a sport at this age at such a top level, you know. All can, can I say from everyone here at the football show, uh, thank you very, very much for joining us today. The very, very best of luck. And, uh, yeah, if you get into a final, we might have to have you back in studio. So, listen, thanks a million. Thanks. Thanks thank for you. having us on. Thank you.